Europe. You already know what's going on. It's your little girl, your girl. And if you are under the sound of my voice, you are tuning in for part two of a shaking the table ass episode of the Jizz podcast. So without any further need to delay, grab the same drink from last time, sit in the same spot from last time. And find your groove. Get back comfy. You know when you're on the couch and you got to get into your spot, get comfy. Because your week's finna get a little tipsy. Cheers out. Let's get down to the underground spiritual game. We all sing together. Play music together in happiness. All you have to do is to sing what I play on my horn. Now let's go now. Oh. Good morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time of day it is that you're listening to this episode in. Welcome back to the Chiz episode. This is part two of the Million Questions We're Afraid to Ask God episode featuring my good sis Nance. Um, It was her birthday over the weekend. Happy birthday, Nance. Um, Excuse me for my um, phone sex operator voice. Um, I just smoked a J and so my voice is tender. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, but yes, happy birthday, Nance. But yes, we're back for part two, so I'm not going to say too many words because I have many words for afterwards. So let's get right back into the things. Three, two, one. So I also don't get it. It's just kind of like, also, if it was New Eden, why did y'all fuck it up? I don't know. That just seems like a symptom of whiteness to me. Doesn't <laughs> that sound? Who child? And it, it's really interesting because when you say um like the watered down version, I was doing so I've been looking more into the Khan religion and the Khan people are like the largest um I would I guess ethnicity um in Ghana. So it 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 um so the Ashanti tribe is in there, is in the Khan people, Fante is in the Khan people. Um, and a few other like smaller tribes um, in Ghana. And so, and this is what, when we talk about how language is so important when we're talking about religion, um, because a lot of it, I sent you this earlier, um, but we were, we were talking about earlier, we were talking about like, what, what's the word we use? Tran- it was trans, transform, not transformation, but transmorph. transmorph yes. Or tra- tra- was it? Or was it transmorphed or transmogram? It was something like transmorphed. that. It was transmorphed. But I look more into it. It was um, transmorphed. I found... <laughs> okay, transmorphed. Um, but then I found, um, and I don't feel like this completely answers the question that we were kind of grappling with, with how, how certain translations of certain words have been, in, in different religions have been, or different languages have been kind of turned into what we now call um, as God today. So for example, like in the Khan religion, Nyame is the ultimate superior God. Um, and Nyame is then followed by like Onyankupon and Adom, Adom Kom, uh, 
I'm, I'm saying it so wrong. Odomankuma. So Odomankuma is um, when we think about kind of God as nature, that's like the best way to describe um, him. They don't really have mm -hmm. gender um, ideas, but Nyame actually it takes what we would know as female form, which is really interesting because um, the Kam people historically have been a matriarchal society. And so yeah. when we think about that, like I was, I was like getting deep into it a little bit. And um, one thing that I've noticed, so there's seven, seven, seven days of the, of the Khan religion. Um, but it, the seven day, the first day starts on Saturday. So it goes from Saturday to Friday. Um, and every day has its own God, right? So like, you ever ask yourself why Ghanaians have, are named after the days of the week? Like, have you ever wondered? <laughs> Yes, I've wondered, but now that you say it, thinking about your um uh Yoruba principles, it's probably for the god figure or agent yeah. of wait, what did you say? I want to know what the um the almighty god say it again. I want to be able to pronounce it. Nyame. Nyame. So spell N Y A M E. Nyame. Yeah. Yeah, you can explain because it's you. <laughs> I was just gonna say so there's there's seven days of the con, kind of calendar, I guess you would say. Um, so Saturday is Ame. Um, and so that means that's the kind of almighty God. So Nyame is spelled N-Y-A-M-E and Ame is spelled A-M-E. Um, or some people say, um, so So if you think about that and then you think about like the female, the female uh, word for a uh, woman born on Saturday is Ama. So Ame or Ame, Ama. And then the um, male oh. term is Kwame. So K-W-A-M-E. And so everybody, mm. you're named after the, basically, essentially, you're named after the God of your day. Um, and each God right. represents something else. So Saturday um, is the Almighty. Uh, Sunday um, is C. Is the is universe? So then the male, the male name of that would be Quissy. Um, Monday is peace, Ajo. So Kojo or Ajwa. Um, Tuesday. Wow, this is yeah. so girl. It gets dope even because <laughs> oh my god, this is like bugging me out. I was literally mind blown. It gets this crazy. This reminded too. me of home going. Yes. This is reminding yes. me of home going. Yes, 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 yes. Um, well, that needs to be one of the book selections. Nancy, I, one of these months, you got to come host book uh, book gang with me, and we got to do home going because oh the girls need that book. That. I think that's that's I'm, the best fictional book I've read in my life. I cried. And I stand on I that. Cried. I cried. Tears. <laughs> Real continuously. Tears. Um, but yeah, so then you go through Tuesday. I'm Tuesday born. Abna. Um, and that's ocean. Um, and then Wednesday is uh, Eku, so Kweku. Um, and then that is spider. So if you've ever heard like the story of Anansi, Anansi the spider, trickster. Anansi, yeah. I played Anansi the man. spider in the play. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Um, th and this, this one, it gets trippy. So Thursday is Earth. 
right? Um, and so that is Yao or Ya. Um, so a, a popular figure in Ghanaian history is Ya Santua, who was like incredible um, woman. She was royalty, but she was also a soldier um, who led uh, the Battle of the Golden Stool in Ghana when you know white folks came and took property that wasn't theirs, um, which was really sacred. Right. And um, and then the last day is is um, Ifi. So if you ever heard a Ghanaian girl named Fifi, that that's um, or Fia, that's uh, and it means fertility. And then so like the guy name for that is Kofi. Mm. But where it gets trippy though is Yao Thursday. So I was reading, I was reading, I was like getting, and it, it, the thing about a kind religion is it's not that many writings on it. So you have to really listen to people who practice it. Um, you have to find videos or- Oh, can we, I'm sorry. Can I just pause and speak to the fact that what you just said, which is that when learning about these traditional African spiritualities- Yeah, it's not- it's, There isn't a lot written down. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's because history wasn't passed down through books for West, a lot of West African tribes. It was tribes. passed down through oral tradition. Exactly. And see, and I think that, and, and I think that whiteness knows that. Whiteness yeah. definitely knows that, and whiteness exercises that. Right? That was a tool yeah. of whiteness, um, because you know, our they they knew they witnessed that our um, that our uh, society was heavily oral, right? And so they decided that um, writing was superior and the mm -hmm. skill to be able to write is superior. So if things are not recorded and written, they cannot be truth and they cannot be superior. Yeah. Um, and then also you have with slavery, the limitation of the communication that they yep. can have. Right, but then also you have with oral tradition, there's a lot of telephone mm -hmm. as well, right? So it's like, it's like it was like destroyed. <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. It was destroyed like, like through like the violent uh, restriction of language. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. And so- wow. But but yes, please keep going. So um, the Thursday, Yao, um, in in ancient Egypt or yeah, in ancient Egypt, um, and when you think about the God of Israelites, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this properly, but it's Yahweh. Yahweh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm -hmm. um, and so Yao is spelled Y A W. And so the vowels of Yahweh um, became, or or the consonants of that, um, was then then derived, or actually the vowels, but then derived into Adonai, which is the Hebrew um, Lord. And then um, that from Yahweh, the consonants of that became Jehovah. So when you talk to a lot of people who who practice a kind religion, there was there was a recognition that the Christian God was indeed actually in already in their own religion, but oh, the yes. Christian God was not the almighty God because it was only the God of earth, God of Thursday. 
So that's how they recognized it. But oh, yes. oh shit! Wait a minute. Yes. I know. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, that was spicier than. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That didn't go where I. Whoa, 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 whoa! I need that again. Yes. Whoa. Damn. So for folks who are listening. Whoa, whoa, you gotta whoa, spell it out. Whoa, ding, 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 ding. Oh, girl, I'll send you Black a video. people have always like, been shady. <laughs> Black people have always been shady. They said, Well, y'all talking about Yahweh, we know Yah, but that's the Thursday God, and that's only at Earth. So, <laughs> damn, ooh, that's a scary thought, though. Scary, that's a scary <laughs> thought. It makes me think of the conversation earlier when we do we had um when we were talking about you mentioned that like if folks really delved into African spirituality it would get scary for them because it's 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 different it's not yeah. what we know um of what we know of like in terms of sacrifice and like and and devotion and just kind of pouring your all into yourself. Um, in your in your community, and so um, it made me think of that. Like when I came to this realization, I was like, "Wait, <laughs> this is getting real big." Like, mm -hmm. so for folks, let me run it back real quick. So for folks who are listening, like spelling out Yao is Y A W, and it has a direct connection to Yahweh, the God of Israelites. Um, and then from that was derived uh, later into Adonai. Um, but then that was later derived into Jehovah. Um, and so when you take out the consonants in Yahweh's Y-H-W-H -H, and Jehovah, when you spell it, Y became J, basically. <laughs> um, and so... I was about to say, girl, we only got all the etymologies and yeah, the, yeah. the history of... <laughs> I was an English major girl. I sat through all them classes house and how F used to be S and T and all the girl. Ugh. Nasty. Yeah. So yeah, why becoming J and then you have then you 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 see the clear Jehovah spelled from that. Um and so yeah, so like Yao was what we would call Jehovah. Um in the Khan religion. So there was a clear like when when Christians came when white Christians came to to Ghana and that surrounding area where the Khan where the Khan people were, there was a clear indicator that we knew we they knew exactly who they were. The people knew um, the God that white people or or the or colonizers worshipped, um, but it was just not the highest powered God in their religion. Um, but then over time, in order to conform, like you said, in order to do business, um, uh, they adopted Nyame. So if you, if you go to a Ghanaian Christian church, they'll refer to God as Nyame um, or, or Nyankopon. Um, but either way, it's the almighty and the all superior. So they refer to the Christian God as that now. Um, but if you ask, if you were to ask a practicing person of a, a Khan religion, they would say um, that that is not the same God. Um, that God is, the Christian God is a part of the a Khan religion, but as a, as a minor deity, basically.
Hmm. I didn't know that. I want to read about that. That's that very video. interesting. Oh, please send oh. me a video. You know I love videos. Um, I think that um, definitely in the we we don't talk often about uh, what was the term that we talked about earlier? Religious sync religious syncretism yes religious religious syncretism yes oh i'm wordy i'm wordy i be knowing stuff and pronouncing things but (laughs) we don't talk often about religious syncretism um and i think it just also speaks to the awareness that our ancestors had um that you know the world is big Bigger than just us and our beliefs, and that mm-hmm. there's infinite knowledge and wisdom, um, so much so that they could acknowledge the presence of others' ideations of God in their own space. Um, I also think that, right, going back to the whole history piece and understanding how things were spread and things were passed down, I think we often forget get or a lot of us just straight up don't know that a lot of time like so again on the continent there was a lot of conversion right again for the sake of right your livelihood to do business um to resist persecution etc to fit in just plainly um there's also a lot of syncretism there, right? Um, a whole bunch of Nigerians know Selah Church, right? The white garment church where they still be doing like rituals and stuff, right? That syncretism, that's taking understanding that your gods are my God or not gods mm-hmm. rather because the Yoruba, the Yoruba specifically, right? It's monotheistic, right? There's this idea that African spiritualities are monotheistic like you were saying and they are not, right? It's just that these spiritualities play up, right, the roles and delve deeper into the roles and the relationships with the agents of the Almighty. Yep. Yep. It's not like thinking specifically of the Orishas, right? The Orishas are not God, right? They are his, there, right? Because the Yoruba religion. Um, the spirituality people realize is very androgynous um, or the androgynous gender fluid both and you know they're his they're they're agents so um you know there is monotheism there there is the idea that like oh you call this person Saint John we call them Oshun Oh, you call this person St. Maria, we call, I'm not going to pretend like I know who St. Maria translates to in the Yoruba tradition. And um, there's a lot of syncretism. There there was, I feel like there was more conversion than uh, syncretism on the continent. But a lot of the early enslaved in the Americas, especially, especially in South America, especially in Southern United States, namely North Carolina, Louisiana, and other areas, 
right? They understood like, yes, we are using these names to address, but I am still thinking of the same spirituality. Like I'm not differentiating between like, I'm not think these are not two different gods. I'm calling the same name of what I have always known. Right. I'm just using a different name yeah. to resist persecution. And so I think over time, Right, because again, our traditions were very oral and not able to be written down. It got lost as a narrative of conversion and not syncretism. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I think that that's something else that we don't think about. I think it's something else that we need to question. Um, I kind of want to just call this episode like a million questions about the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, this is crazy. There's so much, and it's crazy. We've been sitting here for like, what, over an hour? We've been sitting here for like mad long, and there's still so much more to explore. And like, honestly, this is a big part of self-care that people don't want to avoid, that people like to avoid. Mm -hmm. Like, we like the book. And it's crazy because like... No, go ahead. Even as I look, I was just going to say, even as I look up, like, um, the different deities of, of the Khan religion, you can't find much on it, like written down. You have to, you have to find people to talk about it. And that, that creates a very like, that's, that creates a big barrier in terms of accessibility. Um, oh yeah. Like you can, you can find general text on, on Yame, you can find general text on them, but you can't find it on the deities. You can find general text on Anansi, um, but not, and that's just because that folklore was told over and over and over and mm -hmm. over and over again. Anansi is like our Elegba. Exactly. The trickster, yep. right? Yep, yep. it is. Um, or he is. Um, yeah, so. It's just real interesting. And, and and just like that, just like what you said, like um the the, the I guess the quote unquote gods, I'm putting it in air quotes <laughs> um that I mentioned earlier. Um they're kind of like they're they're under the they're under the abotum. Um so when you think about the um Orishas, it would be like uh equivalent to that. Hmm. Yeah. I I would I would say not completely equivalent, but somewhat in terms of understanding it. Um but yeah, you have to talk to like people who practice it on a daily to understand it. Um and that's not that and I think going back to the original point, like I just don't think that there's one that's ultimate and right and only. Um and I think that when you study, when you start to like really study African spirituality, you can tap into things that you didn't necessarily, you never really tapped into. Um, that may be something that whatever you were practicing before didn't necessarily like <coughs> teach. Yeah. Um, 
And so. Yeah, no, I definitely think, oh, damn, Nancy, I really feel like you just touched on something just that. I'm not going to lie. Nancy is like my springboard. Like Nancy, like me and Nancy just be talking and like she just be saying stuff and I'd be like, I'm triggered. Let me talk about this. <laughs> we just be going back. Um, but. In terms of saying that, like, in order to, like, when you study, like, African spiritualities, you definitely tap into other things that you probably would not otherwise Christianity. I definitely think that other spiritualities make you work a little harder. Mm-hmm. Um, right? I think that um, the whole idea of, like, Jesus coming and so as long as, you know, I believe in him and trust him, everything will work out fine. And, like, that is true. But um, Christianity and practice by and large is absent of the actual practices, whereas other religions, because they are so heavily spiritual, right? You can't be lazy with a overtly spiritual religion, right? Because if so, for example, like if you are giving an offering, right, you don't want to fuck up that offering, right? Because you don't want to invite negative spirits into your house. I think that um, Eastern spiritualities demand more um, of your everyday contribution to um, building your character. Um, So I think... I don't necessarily know what that speaks to, but I definitely think that that's something worth highlighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that when I was like listening, the person I was listening to was would, would be how we would think of like a, a priest or a pastor. Um, but when I was listening to him speak on the kind of religion and he was strictly speaking it speaking from a historical lens. Um, he said something that really resonated to your point, um, and is that in the Khan religion, God is seen as beyond shape, beyond time. Like God is life itself. Like there's no point in your life where God is not present. Um, like there's not, and, and, I, and, and Christians would say the same, but, um, I do feel like there's like there's there's some kind of like separation um sometimes between like your everyday life um and and practice. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I understand exactly what you're saying, and it goes back to the point where in which it's more so focused on the afterlife instead of like Christians will act like Christians actually like the actually I was saying that like no like Christians actively will tell you fuck this earth shit, fuck this life, mm-hmm. fuck everything, fuck all of this, stay out the way and just wait for the afterlife, <laughs> right? Like that's pretty much the message, right? That's the, and I think that's the whole idea of Western Christianity. Western Christianity pushes the idea that, like, fuck the earth, fuck this whole shit, just stay low and wait for the afterlife. And I don't want to stay low and build and wait for the afterlife. And I mean, goddamn, can we get into all the ways that just allows for white supremacy and capitalism? to steamroll over people's lives if they are not active participants on this earth, but just trying to stay low and build their character for an afterlife. 
that they are not guaranteed because they don't know if they're acting good enough. Look, says you just touched on something that I, I had been trying to put into words because I tried to explain this to somebody and they were looking at me like I was nuts. And, pe and people, if people hear me say this, they probably will think I'm nuts. But I've always had the theory that Christianity has contributed to, to um, the spread of Christianity, the religion has contributed to global warming heavily. And the reason why I go the reason why I yelling, I know that audio gonna sound nasty. The reason why this episode gonna be three hours. I don't give a fuck. The girls deserve it. Come on, let me kick my feet up. I might need to boil another because I done ran out of tea, Jesus. Keep going, <laughs> keep on going. The the reason why I firmly believe this is because when you look at, um, to your point about the afterlife versus everyday life, when you look at other religions, specifically Native American, um, African, Eastern religions, um, and indigenous religions in like South America, it's heavily rooted in, in respect to the, the ground that you walk on. The earth that you want. And being on. stewards of the earth yes. because it was a gift to you. Yes. And I do not see that same practice in any part of the church. In my experience, I'll say, and, and, and even when I look at like my really, um, my friends who are really, 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 um, really Christian and models, um, models of Christ, I don't see that. I don't see that respect. In, in fact, oh my earth. God, Nancy, shit, girl, shit. Oh my God. <laughs> Again, trigger, here I go. They are actually staunchly, white people are actually staunchly against the earth, right? I know they'd be the main ones. Oh, PETA and oh, a tree hugger, da 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 da, da. But if we talk about the history of colonization and capitalism, they are the ones that are fundamentally against the earth. Even if you yeah. think about like the Salem winch and like the early settlements, right? They, Native Americans retreated into forests, yeah. right? And we're living in forests and they always said, oh, we don't go into the woods because the woods are evil. Like even when I was teaching um, my students about, so I was teaching the crucible, uh, which is mm -hmm. like, you know, the play about the Salem witch hunt. And I was telling them like, you know, at the beginning, the girls were in the woods, right? Uh, pretending to do a ritual um, and they got in a lot of trouble for it, right? Because, you know, they were very strict. They were very strict. Um, the uh, shit, what are they called? Not the Quakers, goddamn. The um, Puritans, there it is, the Puritans. So thinking about like the early like Christian settlers of like the Northeast, um, they were very strict. And they were very strict. Um, they lived a very strict way of life, but it was also reflected of the fact that they didn't know they were just white in the fucking woods. And they're like, if we don't live our life very strictly and by hard work, right, we're gonna die, right? If what if we don't kill, we don't eat. If we don't chop, we don't have no house. If we don't, you know what I'm saying? So like, they're very strict, right? They're very strict in the adherence to God, right? Because there's this fear, right? If we don't follow these rules of God, right? Then horrible things are gonna happen 
to us. We're going to die and we have to stay out of the woods. We have to stay away from nature because that shit is evil. The earth is evil. It is cursed. Everything is cursed. And we need to reject everything that is here on this earth, right, in favor of God. Um, so that is definitely a strong tenet of Western Christianity, um, which has definitely contributed to global warming because as industry is as industrialization causation, they just knocking shit down, cutting shit down, carving their face in the fucking mountains. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like who thought that? that? Hmm. Like why? Why? Like that's a god complex. Having your face carved in a mountain? Who do you think you are? <laughs> like, who do you think you are for real? Like, like, white people really feel like they saved us. They were like, oh my God, you were out in the trees praising bushes and dancing naked and doing all this and chucking spears. And we saved you and gave you blue jeans and iPhones. And it's just kind of like, bitch. <laughs> yeah. What? Like, no, so <sighs> yeah, yeah, this shit gets deep. Mm -hmm. This shit gets deep. Yeah, when I told that person that, they looked at me like I was nuts. I was like, have, when have you, as a Christian, when have you ever like paid your respects to the ground that you walk on and it not be solely for your gain, your personal gain? Right. Like, when is it? And correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I, I that I don't see that same kind of principle. The problem is the principle is present in Christianity. In fact, if you go to Genesis, it's Genesis. It is the main principle. Well, God yes. yep. makes. Adam and Eve, the stewards of the earth, they get to name all the animals, harvest on the trees, and they're supposed to take care of it. But we lose that. We lose it. We lose that element, right? And the power elements, the control elements, that's what people focus on. They don't focus on everything. Yeah. And, so. I, and that, that speaks to kind of like that the conversation of like religion versus faith um oh yeah that's like a very complicated conversation <laughs> but um yeah that speaks to that because like i remember as a kid like learning about um learning about adam and eve learning about garden of eden eden and like thinking like well why isn't that applied today like in terms of respect to earth being stewards of earth it just never felt like that some that was a prince that was like a principle in like modern day christianity white um, people are salty because they feel like adam got tricked by the serpent and the serpent is of earth so i feel like they just like generationally salty and mad at the earth so they don't take care of it because they mad who fucking knows? I don't know. I'm just saying shit. Yeah. It just it, 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 it's real interesting because it's just like other religions, that's a very strong pillar. And yet, you know, the main the Christianity is is it it's either 
it's either Islam or Christianity that's like the most popular. Is it Islam still? I think it's Islam. Okay. Um, but in the Western world, um, Christianity being like the most popular, is just really interesting because it's like there's no respect to the ground that we walk on. Oh, um, I take it back. It's actually Christianity. It's Christianity with 31%, Islam with 24%. Oh, okay. Yeah. Irreligious affiliation. So, uh, I guess people like being agnostic, 16%. Hinduism, 15%. Buddhism, 9%. Folk religion. So this should talk five point seven percent, and then Judaism is point two percent. Wow. I mean, this is not what a pie chart. That I don't <laughs> what a pie chart. Um, this is not to say at all that that Christianity isn't the way that I want to choose to walk on my journey, because it is like in terms of like. I believe in, like, like you said earlier, like, I believe in the teachings of Jesus, um, of Jesus Christ. Like, I believe in that wholeheartedly. It's just, I also believe that other, other religions can coexist. Um, like, I don't believe that it's just yeah. one. And that's, and that if you don't practice this one, then you are condemned to hell. Which I mean, like, hell. Yeah. That's a concept that I struggle with all the time. <laughs> um, oh yeah, because honestly, Christian, a lot of religions don't necessarily have yeah. a hell and they don't yeah. even necessarily have a Satan. They have somebody who God allows to try and test you and test your gangster and build your character, but they don't necessarily have like a Satan. And I also think that's a tenant of like, you know, Western tradition, something has to be evil and something has to be good. Everything has to be binary, black and white. Yeah. And like you were talking about earlier about the prison, I was telling Shay earlier that there's a clear like connection between how we think of carceral punishment in our society today and we think about prisons and like and then how we think about hell. Um there has to be a place where people um, who are bad have to go and they have to stay there for the rest of their lives. And even and if they, they make have it violated out, beyond, um, beyond repair. Yep. And even if they do make it out, their life is forever changed. There's no redemption. There's absolutely no redemption. Um, and even before, and even when we think about carceral punishment, even before prison, it was like getting your head chopped off. <laughs> like, so, which is real interesting. So interesting. This conversation could go on for hours and hours, and we have let it go on for hours and hours. Damn, I think we've been in here for like an hour and a half. Oh my God. <sighs> wow, this is amazing. So, I guess on a final note, how do you, knowing that you've been exploring this, how do you allow your exploration of your traditional African spirituality to shape your shape you like on the daily, your goal setting, your beliefs? Like, how do you put it into, I don't know, I guess practice? Practice? Um, 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to be quite candid, I've recently just started to like do the research on it. Um, and it's been kind of hard because it's, like I said, it's no, it's not as easy as like looking up the history of Christianity and looking up the history of, um, say for example, like Islam, like it's, it's not a lot written down. Um, so the way I look at it is as I start to become more biblical, um, have started to read more into the Bible. Like, um, I also look at, I also try to look at the historical context as well as look at how um, I could possibly like infuse the teachings um, or the principles in the Akan religion um, into like my everyday life. Um, to become a more spiritual person. Like, I do, that is my intended goal. Like, I do want to be tapped in completely with God. Um, but it's, I'm just going to have to keep working at it. And it's, like, sometimes, honestly, like, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, sometimes it's kind of uncomfortable. Um, oh, yeah. And not, like, in a bad way, but just in, like, a, this is not something I'm used to, way. <laughs> like, you know? Um, oh girl yes (laughs) so i just feel like um it's gonna take me some i I feel like a lot of people just as a a general thing a lot of people when they like have something that they need to work on it's there's this idea that one day you're just gonna wake up and it's gonna be gone no like no one wants to do the work because the work is uncomfortable the work reads you to fill the work like yeah. You know, it, it, it doesn't end. Down. Yeah, and it doesn't end. And so I've just been trying to like be comfortable with being uncomfortable, like trying to be a little bit more um, accepting of it. And so, That's like, the more I do happens. that. Yeah. And so, but like, my intended, like, I walked into this year with the intended goal, I wrote it down that I, I want to be closer to God. Um, and so I realized that like in every other aspect of my life, I read, but for some reason, like during that time in high school and, um, beyond, like I stopped reading the Bible. So I have to, I have one, I have to go back into that. I have to like make sure I'm becoming more biblical and, but also simultaneously looking at the historical context, um, and then coupling that with like tapping into like the historical context and just the teachings of um, the Khan religion specifically. That's a I long that. answer for your question, but. <laughs> no, but I mean, it was a beautiful and thorough answer for the question and everything that we needed to hear. And I just <laughs> hope that, you know, I, I just, I not hope, I know and believe that everything is going to come to um, fruition and prosperity for you. Um, your ministry mm-hmm. of leadership, um, your understanding of God and spirituality and where everything and ev- uh, everything all fits together. I believe so much for you that it's all gonna work out. 
Amen. I feel like the beginning of this episode, you should you should maybe record a second part that's like, we are no way condemning Christians. Girl, I listen, I said it I I said it three times at the beginning, and I feel like that was enough. Like if you feel like I was condemning you at this point, then literally <laughs> You honestly, this is a very gentle episode. I've been cussing niggas out lately. I don't know if you've been listening to the episodes lately, but I've been cussing niggas out. So I think that this is actually a very gentle. This is this is a very gentle exploration uh, today. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like this conversation was so necessary, girl. I don't know. And to everybody that's offended, especially black people, I just need you to assess yourself. That I was about to say, now I got to cuss niggas out. Now you done woke me up, Nance. Listen, I just need you to look at your goddamn yeah. self. Do you really believe that you come from people that didn't know shit about dick and was just in the bushes praising trees and nonsense? That's what you come from? That's what you come from? That's what you think of yourself? Like, I don't think people think about it like that. <laughs> like, when you contextualize it like that, like, no, son, no, son, no, 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 no. And it's like, no, they could, they were just misinformed. No, they were not, bruh. No, they were not. I refuse. I refuse to believe it. I don't come from, no, I do not come from imbeciles. There's no way. I refuse. <laughs> I won't have it. I don't believe it. So, I'm girl, I don't know. But, this has been amazing and beautiful and excellent and just <sighs> awe-inspiring, challenging. So many adjectives. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank I, you I'm so a... much for coming through and having this conversation with I me. Y'all, Nancy was acting like, like she didn't want to come. She was like, comment? I don't know. Like, I just, like, I'm not... I feel like what did I I don't want I don't know enough like I'm not an expert and I'm like girl please and now she then came and gave us this good word. <laughs> I feel like people are so judgmental like you have to be a certain you know a certain type of follower of Christ or you have to be like Fuck that. Fuck you that. Know, if J. Cole can get up in public and say, I don't be doing the reading. I just be thinking and talk. <laughs> if niggas can get up here and say that and T.I. can get up here and say all, get away with saying all the ignorant shit that he want, we can get up here and talk our shit. And that's just how I feel about it. Like, y'all accept a lot of bullshit from a lot of people. Y'all not finna censor me and tone police me. Oh my gosh, he said I don't do a lot of reading. <laughs> this nigga just said I don't do the reading. I just be like, thinking a lot. I'm like what? I'm still mad at that. <laughs> like that's something you keep thinking. Keep saying so. ah, damn. <laughs> but you know, whatever. You gotta keep that one to yourself. You know. You should have saved that tweet in the draft. Okay. In the draft. Ah. Oh, man. They don't exercise their drafts, Nancy. They don't exercise their drafts. <laughs> I don't understand how people don't because I exercise my Twitter drafts all the time. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of stuff sitting up. I'm not going to lie. I don't even put it in a draft. Sometimes I just abandon the whole tweet altogether. I'd be like, I don't have to say this. Like, it's okay. Like, I fleshed out thoroughly. <laughs> um, I thought it. I believe it. It's great. I, I don't know. I don't have to share this one. I can keep this one to myself. Facts, 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 facts. Damn, keep it to yourself. I think that has to be the negation for the episode. Keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Well, no. Mm, maybe. 
All right, girl, let's get about here because we've been oh, rapping for a long time and it's damn near 11 o'clock. You yeah. need to go handle your East Coast things okay. and get ready for adult behaviors tomorrow. Yes, and I'm not looking forward to it, but thank you so much. Thank you so much. Um, I had a great conversation with you some more, you know, research because you taught me a lot in this episode. Oh, yeah. I was about to say we're both repositories. You know that's my that you know that's my ministry, is the education and the transmission of knowledge, the sharing of resources, and wealth. So I share what I know with you. You share what you know with somebody else, and we're all living in purpose. Love to see it. Thank you, Nance. I will talk to you later, girl. Bye. Bye. So a lot was said in that episode. I know it's a lot to digest. So thank you very much for sticking with that. Um, thank you very much for um, letting those ideas flow freely. Um, and if you have a problem, you know what? Come and fight me. It's fine. We'll fight in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> okay. Mm-mm. So there's one thing. So I had to get my voice straight, y'all. It was insane. There is one thing that I do want to address before we get out of here or before I have many words about drinks and faces and drunk tales and things of that nature. Um, A very dear, dear friend of mine uh, challenged me the other day. And it was like a, like a, like not like a, in a negative way, but like authentically asked me. It's just kind of like, well, how can any other spirituality uh, or religion be valid if Jesus says, I am the way, the light, the truth, like no one can come to the Father before me. And, um, you know, I really had to sit with that and it really challenged me to put things that I feel in my heart but have not really been able to actualize with words into words. And it really, when I tell you, it put me through it, it put me through it. Um, and I've been able to come up with something I just kind of wanted to share with everybody and I just kind of want to challenge you to see if this um, expands your mind because for me, like, this is a truth for me. Um, and, you know, it's going to fuck with a lot of people's theology. A lot of people aren't going to like it. It's going to go against what a lot of people were taught and told how to be, but, you know, Tis what it is. I take this reference from John 1 1. And John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. Fast forward, fast forward. Fast forward, fast forward. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. 
and we beheld his glory, the glory as only the one, wait, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. <sighs> Jesus is the word. Jesus is the word. Right? I know that I give the Bible a hard time, but the Bible has gems. And I feel like the Bible even points to the fact that the Bible has limitations and that where the Bible has limitations, God is infinite and there are things that we don't even understand. Jesus is the word. The Bible isn't even the word. The Bible is not the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. And we don't understand the full bounds of Jesus like we think we understand the full bounds of Jesus because Jesus did a lot of things that we didn't really fucking understand. Jesus hung out at like trap houses and shit. Like really, like I really don't know what y'all think Jesus did. And I don't know what the type type shit y'all think Jesus was on. And I really challenge y'all to go back and read the Bible that y'all love so much. Because if you read it, it'll really fuck with your theology. It really will. A lot of it, like, well, not a lot of it. Yes, some of it is fucked up and I got on it. But a lot of it is telling on itself. So anyway, in saying that Jesus is the word, we have to focus on Jesus not as a figure that you believe in and if you believe in him or don't believe in him and believing in him as only him and being valid and everything else being, if you focus on that dichotomy, you're already losing. You're literally losing and you're missing the whole message. Jesus is the word of God. Jesus whole principles was peace and love. All he was was peace and love. Everywhere he went was peace, love, and compassion, grace. Everywhere he went, peace, love, compassion, grace. Peace, love, compassion, grace. Peace, love, compassion, grace. Peace, love, congression. Put peace, love, sorry y'all. Peace, love, compassion, grace. That is the word of God. People keep missing the mark, and that's the thing that you're supposed to focus on, and everybody else gets caught up in all of this. And it's just kind of like when you focus on that and that you understand that that is the word of God, Jesus is the word of God. Like when you start to do the mathematics and you put all of this shit on the equal signs and you start connecting the shit, and then you understand that that's the basis of every other thing, and then you connect that with the fact that you can't possibly know that everything is going on Open your fucking mind is all that I'm saying. I don't know if that made any sense. I'm a little lit, so it made a lot of sense to me. I'm just slide into this drunk tale. <sighs> this is a throwback to about two years ago. Like literally, it would probably be, I think, this coming weekend. Oh, yes, this coming weekend, two years ago, 
happy anniversary to the Feltons. Um, it was their wedding weekend. Um, and I came home for their wedding, of course. And so I was home for the weekend, went to brunch that day with, or the day after, went to brunch with Breezy. We turned up, drank insanely, disproportionately to the amount of which a healthy amount would have been to drink. It was completely ungodly. We did it anyway. Um, yeah, just, you know, alcohol, alcohol, drink, drink. And then we went home. I had to clean ourselves up. And then on top of that, you know, because you got to smoke the J to even you out on the way home. But then I forgot my uncle was going to be there. Uh, my cousin was there with her nigga. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, got to clean myself up to go in the house. And so then make myself look like something. Got to entertain niggas. And then I'm like, you know what? Honestly, I got a flight to catch in the morning because I had to come back to Vegas and teach the goddamn kids. Because this is back when, you know, outside was a thing. So I had to physically go to school to teach the children. And I was like, man, you know, I'm going to just go to sleep. And Breezy was like, nah, turn up. Because, you know, Master Breeze, Master Plan in the turn. I was like, water. That's her thing. Sleep when, you know, sleep happens. So, Breezy wouldn't let me sleep. I'm like, all right, fine. I put on my little clothes. And we went to, where do we go? Hmm. Where do we go? Not pen social. It was not pen social. Was it pen social? No. I'm trying to think. What was the other one? Does it start with an O? No, I'm bugging out. I can't remember. It was one of these little DC bar lounge situations. And so, it was me... Breezy, Trey, Breezy little sister, and Brian. Yes. We went. We had a good time. We drank. Oh, and Lexingstone. Alex Lexa. Yes. Hello. She was also there. We went. We had fun. We shook ass. We drank many alcohols. It was a great time. A wang dang doodle. Amazing time. It was time to leave. It was very late. You know, you know, when immigrant parents, they don't really text you and tell you like, oh, you should come home or where are you? They just tell you some like real cryptic shit to let you know that they're un they're displeased with where you are. So like, I think that night my mom had texted me, Shola, I think it's enough. <laughs> She wasn't wrong, though. She wasn't wrong. It was enough. Niggas was tired. I needed to come in the house and lay down my head so I could go be on time for this flight. And so, you know, we try to leave out, catch this damn Uber. Somebody, or we was using Lyft. Somebody calls the Lyft. I think Master Breeze calls the Lyft. The van pulls up. We try to get in the van. We get in the van. He gets the count and he look at how many people in the van. He just like, it's five people in the van. You said it was going to be for four people. We's like, what? What you mean? Like, 
you said it was going to be for people. We like, okay, well, our fault, but like, we'll pay for the fifth. Can, uh, we'll adjust it. Like, can we just go? Like, we'll fix it. And he's like, no, you have to get out. What do you mean? Like, my nigga, it's 4 a.m. <laughs> like, I, we just told you we'll fix it. We can literally unbook it and rebook it right the fuck now in front of your face. Like, we don't have to do all of this right now. And he's just like, no, you have to get out. And I'm like, you really going to put us out? Like, we're all, like, literally, it's all, I mean, not that niggas can't take care of ourselves. We can take care of ourselves. But, like, it's all girls and then Trey. You know, I mean, I mean, like, not that Trey, like, we could all effectively whip ass. And I'm sure that Trey could effectively whip ass on all of our behalf. But still, you're not going to leave niggas outside. We black. You know what I'm saying? They kidnap black people of all genders. They Like, nigga, they be harvesting our organs and shit. You can't leave us outside in the middle of D.C. at 4 a.m., nigga. Like, are you kidding me? And so... He really tried to leave us. And, you know, we drunk. So, at this time, we mad. We finna call the NAACP. We mad. We yelling. We like, what the fuck? Are you bugging out? Well, it took us a while to get to that point. We tried to really amicably speak to him. So, like, even the tone to which I just told and expressed to you all that story wasn't even how it went. We were very amicable and very patient. Okay? And... He kept carrying us, and we were like, yo, why are you, like, carrying us right now? Like, what? why don't you want to take us home? Like, and he's just like, you need to get, and he just kept telling us to get out, and I'm just kind of like, damn, you don't like black people, do you? And then that's when he, like, really kicked it up. So we was like, oh, shit, and then I still have the videos. We was going ham. We was, like, we was outside yelling. It's like, fuck this nigga, because he racist, and fuck them. They don't want to take some black people fucking home. They want to leave it. And we had to wait for the last motherfucking people, and then we had to file a report through Lyft. But then he tried to file a report on us. But then our report fucked up his report, so fuck his report. Um, but yeah, fuck that. I don't know why fucking niggas that work transportation don't like to fucking drive black people. Like, damn, we wouldn't have been belligerent if you would have just took us home. Like, we was real amicable. We was just trying to get home. But then you want to be on that ignorant shit, and you don't want to take niggas home because you want to be fucking racist and weird. No, now we finna, now your knife finna be weird. Your knife finna be just as weird as you are, bitch. So that's the drunk tale. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. <sighs> and last but not least, the drink in the face. I'm going to try to make this brief because I'm fucking tired. I want to get out of here. Moral of the story, but the drink in the face, it's not really a drink in the face. It's more of a splash of water in the face like you know when you're falling asleep or you've been crying and you just gotta wash some wa- uh, splashing water on your face to refresh you and get you back in the game i need to splash myself in the face with water um and i need to do it publicly before you all like in the manner of confession and what I would like to splash myself in the face and cleanse myself and refresh myself um, from 
to what I I'm about to tell you what I've been doing and what I'm gonna stop doing and what I don't want to do no more. Mm-hmm. I have been pretending that I have more strength than I do. And that is not to say that I'm not strong, but I have been putting on, or, hmm, it's a very thin veneer front that I am handling certain things better than I actually am. And I don't necessarily know how to communicate for help in certain areas that I just, I don't know. So, like, when it comes to doing, like, getting, like, this work shit done, that's easier, right? I find that easier, especially these days, to, like, ask for help. But, like, when it comes to what I'm actually physically going through, to, like, sit down and ask for help and be like, I don't, like, to explain and, like, it takes a lot and it's hard. And so for that reason, I'd literally just be sucking it up for no reason at all and just be acting like, you know, I don't know. Basically, I'd be acting stronger than I am and that doesn't leave room for divine energy to work its magic in my life. When you put forth all of the energy you have and rely on your strength alone and you start picking up a whole bunch of weight that you're not even meant to carry because you're trying to prove your strength or trying to, you know, I don't know, whatever. You lose more in the process of pretending to be strong than just humbling yourself and being honest and communicating what's going on with you, right? Like, whereas those were, like, I had opportunities to communicate and express myself properly. Um, I put dents in my production and things I've been able to do. I put a little bit of dents in personal relationships. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, miscommunications due to pretending like, you know, you have everything together, but then, you know, because the fact of the matter, and me and T was talking about this sometimes, it's just like, you know, sometimes when you feeling like trash, but you try to be like all over the place to make it look like you're feeling good, and then, but like, it just be holes in your shit, like, you know, it's not good, so, (sighs) splashing myself in the face. And if this word applies to you, splash yourself in the face. Wash your face with this word. Stop pretending to be strong. Leave some area for divine energy to show up and, you know, work on 
the things that the limitations of your humanity cannot. And I'll let it let it flow, baby. I don't know. That's all I got, man. I'm tired of shit. I got work tomorrow. Y'all don't even know. I If I told y'all what the fuck time it was and what the fuck time I had to get up, y'all wouldn't. All right. This has been a great motherfucking another episode of the Cheers Podcast. Thank you all for joining me. I hope this shit made sense. I feel like I was babbling, but like I'm sure that you fucked with some of it because you got to this point and you're listening to this, so... God bless you. Um, have a great week. Uh, make sure that you keep up with your shit. Mind the business that God gave you. Mind the business that pays you. Um, moisturize your skin. Hey, buy my butters. Ashes butters. Uh, visit the Ashes Stop Butters on Instagram. Uh, hit the website. You know, maybe I'll drop a coupon code for the girls if you act right. Ooh. Um, and yeah, drink your water. Uh, cheers to life. Cheers to me. Cheers to you. And cheers to these hoes. We cannot love them. We cannot cuff them. But we sure can pull up with them. Bye, bitches. Say you go do for this world, it is that when it is a schoolboy.